0: If you're just tuning in, you are listening live to the Angel Rock on 105.3 out of New Orleans, Louisiana. I am your host, Laura Lee Potvin. A little bit about myself. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, Crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher and mentor, as well as a registered nurse. And if you've never been to my show, welcome. And if you're returning, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. My show covers all aspects of the esoteric, spirituality, um, power of the mind, power of positive thinking, with a little bit of truth seeking, and obviously some paranormal thrown in too. So um, please be sure to share this show and our network with all the people out there. Howdy, we've got Zafrius Raznake. I hope I said that name properly, welcome. Um, Please share this with the people that are watching the show um, because we've got something on the network for everybody here. We've got a multitude of different shows and we will try and when you're live, I will remind you if you're on Facebook, please go to UFO Paranormal Radio. Otherwise we're known as UPRN or United Public Radio Network. If you go to the Facebook page as well as our YouTube channel under the same name. I'll be able to see your comments. Otherwise, I can't. And when I say I, I mean we, because I have an amazing guest who is a good friend of mine. Um, had a little bit of a scheduling snafu this week, and he was available, and we didn't get to cover everything last week. So I'm calling it part. Two, so we have Augie Nust. He is a co-host of broadcast team Alpha, as well as the mastermind with the lovely and wonderful Nor- Nori Love. And tonight, I figured we were going to talk about many things that we didn't get into. Like Augie's going to tell us five different ways to connect with spirit that are 100% foolproof, he says. I wanted to get into maybe some UFOs, ET stuff, maybe some time travel, wherever the wind takes us. So welcome, Aggie. So glad to have you here. I don't know if you're speaking. Are you speaking?
1: Okay. Now you are. Now you hear. you are. I didn't know that was my turn. Mm-hmm. All right. With well, all my
0: talking in the beginning, so so glad to have you here. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, so we talked more about the mastermind last week and the power of the mind and things, but we had quite a few topics we didn't get into, like what happens after you die and all kinds of things. So I'm gonna let you steer the ship. Where do you want to start with this?
1: Well, yeah, we could. Some flickering on the screen here with me. Does it look like that at your end?
0: I think it's cutting out a little I guess bit not. in and out. Oh. Hey Zach, welcome. I don't know oh. what's cutting in and out. Let me know though what uh, people in the audience are hearing if they can hear things clearly or. But um, yeah, I don't know why every time we All do right. this together,
1: it happens with your screen. Okay, well. I- It'll probably be okay as long as I think they so. can hear me. Um, you know, we let's stay behind the curtain on this one because there's so much behind the curtain, you know. And the question is, I get ever so often: Do you really believe in life after death?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And mm-hmm. I have to give you the answer, and that is that no we never die there is is no (laughs) because there is no death i agree there is only continuous life with a perceived projection of a physical body put here and created here and working here and existing here for a purpose of growth and learning and having fun And then when the body is kind of like a used car. When you get uh, older, it quit working and you throw it away and then you go back home. And then if you decide that you want to come back, then you get a new car. Agreed. So it's kind of like there's a continuous life, but it is a spiritual life consciousness does not die. The physical body is only the only thing that wears out and gets thrown away. Mm -hmm. Actually buried.
0: Yes. Or burnt if you're cremated.
1: Yeah. And there is really anybody that looks at the evidence they will know this is true because we have the videos of dead folks. We have the voice recording of so-called dead folks, and we have the pictures, we have the testimonies, we have the people coming forward who had near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. All of this is a mountain of evidence. And for the naysayers, they really don't want to look at that because it's uncomfortable. Yes. Especially if they are listening to religion saying they screwed up and did something again in the ten rules you know mm-hmm. and the church tell you you screwed up you're going to hell okay so now they don't want to think about that they want to hope there's nothing because they don't really want to go to that place downstairs
0: or sometimes they so, stay here on this if, look, plane in spirit form because of what they fear due to yeah. belief mm-hmm. uh, systems such as relig- religious dogma, right?
1: Yeah, there are especially people with little or no spiritual knowledge. Mm-hmm. After they drop the body, mm-hmm. and they get really surprised. And they start thinking like man oh man was I wrong but now what do I do mm-hmm. and then they find themselves outside there they don't know where to go or what to do and maybe somebody did not come to pick them up and take them home maybe it was an accident that was unplanned that actually happens too once in a while mm-hmm. or for people that uh, well for some reason Nobody's there to meet them. They just hang around in that lower astral world where there's a lot of spirits of different forms and, or thought forms and spirits and entities and things. But how do we know that? We actually do know that. Because Uh, I have found five different ways that you can communicate, actually speak in some cases, Mm -hmm. with... Okay, I'm using the term again, dead folks. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those of you out there that want to have some fun with this, listening really... YouTube, put in the search bar, the spirit radio
0: the spirit radio sorry cut out for a minute it's
1: a super radio it's got about i think cut out
0: yeah it keeps cutting out a little bit so you said you're going to go to nt youtube in the the search bar
1: yeah for tesla spirit radio okay And that Tesla Spirit Radio was invented by Nikola Tesla, I believe, in 1901. That's when he got a patent on it. And it has got about 14 different parts to put together... Disappear for a moment,
0: yeah. I'm not sure what's going on here. We're having fun, aren't we? Okay, I'm gonna try moving it a little bit and see. Okay. If
1: yeah, if you look, look at that Tesla spirit, with it. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, oh boy, I think I'm buffering again
0: might have to turn the video Am off for a little bit, Augie, if you have to. That might help with the signal a little bit.
1: Yeah, let me try that. Maybe on the uh, bandwidth.
0: Yeah, let's see if that helps a little okay. bit. Okay. Way better.
1: Can you hear You can hear me okay?
0: Much better, yes. Much, much better.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Then um, if you go to youtube search spirit radio Mm -hmm. then watch the videos there are people out the radio and they are talking with spirits they're asking them questions and get answers they have actual they have communications with them
0: Is that like the the device um, used in the in the school um, school experiments? Augie? it's like a it's like a radio, but it's almost like a telephone. Like you can have a live conversation.
1: No, it's more like a radio, a two way radio.
0: Yeah, it is a radio, but I remember you can listen to
1: the. Yeah. And these are disembodied entities. Um, they are forms, or they are. Um, you can actually also get higher spiritual entities if you can request it. They can come and talk with you. So it's obviously that our consciousness do not die. And we get by communicating with these people. We get a kind of an image of what it looks like and what it feels like on the other side Mm -hmm. because they explain it and also they're telling us that we are never alone there is always someone around us but we cannot see them And uh, you can, there is some of them have some static on it. And then there is one guy I found that he funneled the voice through his computer where he took away the static and then it became much clearer. Okay. So this is, this is real. People can do this and they can talk to spirits. And that is just one way course, we have near-death experience, and that is when, when somebody, they, uh, they seemingly die, their consciousness or the spirit leaves the body, very often they go through a tunnel or they find themselves in light or they find themselves somewhere, they have an experience and they come back to talk about it. And there are thousands and thousands of people that have these experiences. And they're very much the same. For the ones that go through the tunnel, it is often that they meet somebody at the other end of the tunnel. And they then tell them, hey, sorry, son, you can't come here. It's not your time yet. You got to go back. And often they don't feel like they want to go back because it feels wonderful in there. Mm-hmm. But they end up back in the body and now they are talking about it. Okay. And uh, a lot of reli- well, Western religions, they're usually built on fear. Mm-hmm. So they tell people that, you know, if you're not a good boy, you know, you're going to go to hell. Of course, we know hell was invented in 325, Constantinople or Nicaea. Because they needed a boogeyman to scare people into compliance.
0: So, from the Council on Nice. But on the
1: other hand, yeah, and that's uh, when we see those things, all those testimonies side by side, and they are very similar, and these people have not talked to each other, you start wondering. There's got to be something to this. Mm -hmm. And um, now the Tesla Spirit Radio is a good way to prove to yourself that this is real. When Nikola Tesla built that in 1901, there were... Now, he he was in his laboratory and he made a statement in an interview and he said some uh, I'll paraphrase this and he said I was alone in my laboratory. Right. Through the radio I could hear people communicating back and forth in a language I did not understand. Okay. And it terrified me.
0: As it would anybody.
1: Yeah. Especially in 1901. Where there were no radio stations in the country at all. Mm-hmm. There were maybe 20 radio uh, apparatuses in the whole country, usually built at universities for experimental purposes. Right. The first radio station that came into the United States was in about nineteen. 1920 something I forget what it okay. is so just about 20 years late the first radio station okay. now Tesla was a very educated man he, right. he was, was fluent in seven to talk which he did not understand obviously it was not the Now, you can easily build the the um, the Tesla Spirit Radio. You you can uh, Google it, and you'll find several website that will sell you the components, and it'll probably cost you about twenty bucks. It's that okay. simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is built by. It's got two antennas. Or there are different forms of antennas that is used. And you right. uh, also a little device that you can use to take out the static. And uh, there's also some explanation on how to run it through a computer so you can actually take out the static. And then it becomes much clearer to communicate with the spirit.
0: Now, is no. This what, like, is this what um, you see people that do paranormal investigations that use basically a ghost box, which is a radio and it scans the radio waves, or then we've seen more advanced ones where the device has been created to take out a lot of that static, which is very annoying to listen to. And, yeah. um, or then you've got apps like Necrophonic and things like that, where I've seen many a conversation with spirits on the other side. And you'll get somebody that's skilled at it that will get them to be able to confirm that the person on the other side is actually communicating with the person holding the device versus just, say, picking up random energy or residual energy voices or whatever might be there.
1: Uh, Yes. And um, to elaborate a little on that is that once you turn it on, then the entities on the other side just happens to be there. Those are the ones you will talk to.
0: How do you but, protect yourself? Yeah, how do you protect yourself though, Augie? Because you know, there's no guarantee on the other side, and we do know from the lower astral planes that we can we can speak with others. There are trickster type spirits, there are things like that. So is there any caution yeah, you would give people if they were looking to do something like this?
1: That's a good question, mm-hmm. but uh, let me deal with that one in about twenty seconds because okay. I gotta say this first that once you make contact, ask those entities say I want to talk to so and so. Can you bring them here? Mm-hmm. It is very often that they are able to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you want to talk to your grandmother or your uncle that has already uh, dropped the body and is on the other side somewhere, they may be able to find him. Mm -hmm. Because there is a spiritual telephone and that is thought. Mm -hmm. These entities are closer to that other, uh, your grandma. So by them thinking, connecting with you, thinking of her, they're able to bring her to it doesn't work all the time but sometimes it does Mm -hmm. now you said to protect yourself that is very important because those entities that is hanging around out there they evidently haven't gone to uh, (laughs) heaven like the christians would call it they're there in the astral Mm -hmm. world they're the closest to us So they haven't found their place yet. They haven't found out where home is. So they are kind of lost and they're just hanging around and they are very needy. Mm -hmm. So if you do not set up parameters for them or protection, they will probably start hanging around because they want to talk to you. They love to talk to somebody on this side, but they're not able to. Whenever they try, People here ignore them because they can't see or hear them. Mm -hmm. So now, you should set down the parameter and say, I will speak with you once. Mm -hmm. Or you can protect yourself with bright white light. That also seems to work. Mm -hmm. But more so, there is a rule, a, a, a universal law that Once you deny them access, most of the time, they will abide by it.
0: Most of the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There are a lot of times when that doesn't happen. But my previous
0: home, for example, the only thing that worked, and I need to cut in here very quickly because you were a big help with this in many ways, Augie yes yeah. is, is understanding and in the beginning of all this when i started i kept hearing you need to raise your vibration raise your vibration i used to be going what the heck is that well i yeah. finally figured it out but i think it was you that put it into perspective privately not on air and it made so much sense to me with the fact that if energy attracts like energy on this plane right so if your energy and that includes your emotion. And and we went over how to change energy and what happened. I followed that little trail. But basically, if your energy is vibrating at a higher frequency than something with a lower vibration, you're no longer a match. So like after I understood that there was no longer any more physical problems, there was still other ways that they were trying to drain the energy. They definitely did not listen when you told them you do not have permission to be here. You do, you need to leave. You need to leave now. Tried many things like that. Nothing seemed to really work. Um, I believe there probably was a portal open there, so it may not. We may not have always been dealing with the same things. But yeah. the the light like attracts like energy. And by understanding that and realizing that anybody can raise their vibration, that you're no longer a match for something like that. So it made a huge difference, I know, for us in our home.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I was going to mention that because one good way to do this is to meditate before you do it and then raise your vibration. Feel the love for what you are going to do. Mm -hmm. The feeling is very important. And how do you feel love? That's a good question, too. You can say, you can't just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to feel love now.
0: (laughs) But you think of somebody that you love, or if it's a pet, or everybody has had somebody in their life that they love. They know what love feels like. might not be able to describe it or call it in, but as soon as we start to think of something like that, Which goes back to the show last week, Augie, how powerful our thoughts are. We automatically raise our vibration, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the way I would do it. I would think about somebody or something that you would love. And then when you feel that love emotion, change your direction of attention into the machine and start communicating. Because then that love will go out there. And if there are real skulls buckets on the other side, they just may not even want to talk to you.
0: Yeah, you feel kind of not- icky. Mind you, what they will do, and I can tell you this, uh, some things for some people, I've seen trickster spirits that will pretend to be a loved one. And that usually when you find that people that get taken advantage of this, not always, but uh, like I still don't really have an explanation for why what happened to us happened to us. But, um, I see a lot of people that say it's an adult child that has lost a parent that was their whole world or anybody like that, like in a grieving state or what have you, and they really want to be able to connect with that loved one. They miss him so terribly. That's where I've seen a lot of people taken advantage of.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that feeling of lack, yeah, or, lack. Or, uh, yeah, absolutely, grief, yeah.
0: grief. grief missing um, you're you're not even really in the right headspace and that's with no no disrespect or judgment in any way for anybody going through grief. I mean that's a normal human emotion and and it's a process, right But yeah. when you've dealt and it doesn't necessarily this is the only thing I don't like about TV is like to show that everything's demonic everything as far as I've seen, it's pretty rare oh. for something like that. But if, say, we've got an earthbound spirit that was not such a nice person in life, I found they're not usually that nice over when they haven't crossed over, but they're no longer in their physical body, right?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gets a little complicated. And on top of that, it isn't only disembodied spirits out there. Mm -hmm. There are other entities, other Mm -hmm. things, thought forms. Good thought forms and okay. really not good thought forms. Mm-hmm. You have both ends of the spectrum. Those thought forms understand, connect with your mind, so they connect with you, and they will lie their face just to communicate with you.
0: Well, plus they get they that energy, and it helps it
1: grow. But they. Is this universal law, if you call them on it. They have more of a chance to be able to hear the truth from them.
0: Okay, so can so, you state that again? If they, they are not told
1: lies? not to lie... Yeah, they're, if they're not told not to lie, they often will make things up to make you happy. But if they're told to stay with the truth, they're more apt to do so Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you always will get the truth you still got to use your own discernment Mm -hmm. so So it gets really complicated
0: yeah it's something i say to people when i'm i'm working and mentoring with people like you you know you do the same that I always say it's best to maybe work with somebody that's, that's more experienced with this. If this is something, you know, somebody's really got a curiosity about, or would like to experience to work with somebody that can sort of help people know what good energy feels like versus not so good energy or how to be able to tell the difference or what have you, it can't hurt anyways. Right.
1: Yeah. And, uh, th- that's, That's our ability to spotlight or feel the vibration on the other person. We can do this with people. There are, I assure everybody, you and everybody listening here, I'm sure you have thought of it one time and you found a person that just rubs you wrong. And every time you get around them, your skin crawls. Yep, There are Mm -hmm. people like that. Call them energy vampires or anything you, you just like. Read my but there mind. are people like you just that. Read my mind, or- doggy.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I have a delay. I think with you, I was just gonna say you just read my <laughs> mind. I was just thinking, energy vampires—they don't feel right. You don't. I had a neighbor like this. Never knew anything about this, and I—I I couldn't stand to be around her longer than about five minutes. And every time I would leave her, I would physically feel drained. She was the epitome of an energy
1: vampire. Mm-hmm. Yep, Absolutely. we we all know people like that. And there are people on the other side like that too. And they, if they attach themselves to you, they become kind of like someone that is hanging around all the time and it'll bring your vibration down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you need to get them to leave. Yes. And you can do that too. But uh it gets really complicated when you get out there like this. So it is important to meditate first and protect yourself and then you go. A lot of people don't do that and the people, there are uh, people that have this um, Tesla Spirit Radio and they have their house full of entities.
0: Happens a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, just be a little careful, but protect yourself and you can really have a lot of fun with it.
0: Also to be able to close the session. um, Another thing that one of my mentors taught me that I like to use, um, especially if I'm doing a reading or whatever, but whenever I'm going to be connecting with spirit positive, I don't usually intentionally ever connect with negative spirit. But I, I agree meditation as well as picturing yourself in a golden bubble, and say you're going to be working with somebody else, or maybe it's in spirit. You can picture that individual in a golden bubble, and then just imagine a little thread if you, going from your heart space, like your space where your heart is, to theirs. And when, never mind stating what you said, Augie, but also at the end of it, imagining or physically, or I mean, visualizing snipping that thread that was cut be- between the two of you. So you, you've literally visualized ending that transmission if you will that's there's lots of little tricks and techniques like that out there
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh, there are people out there probably listening to this that have their own way of protecting Absolutely. themselves and i want to say it works keep doing it mm-hmm. whatever works and uh, now we've talked about the, ch- the tesla spirit radio and I want to mention one more thing in the passing, and that is the best way to actually get to prove yourself that, yes, there is something out there, is by astral travel. Really? I'm calling it astral travel because that's a common term for it. It may not be that, because if you travel by consciousness, you may bypass the astral world very quickly and get up into the higher vibrations okay. out of the astral world. But if you do an astral travel, it's, it's fairly simple to learn. I didn't say easy, but I said simple. Okay. Because you got to practice a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would say if somebody wants to learn this, um, on the Mastermind, we have a course on it. And uh, it is uh, for the members. Uh, astral travel, that's, uh, it's fairly simple to learn. And just a simple way to do that. When you're laying down on the bed. You go into meditation. And just tell yourself I'm going to leave the body now. And I will come back afterwards. Then visualize yourself rolling out of bed. Turning around and looking at yourself back in the bed. Mm-hmm. If you practice that. Do it for a few weeks. It's. You know you, it may not happen the fir- fourth time you try it it could take two weeks three weeks could take a month i think uh, i practiced a lot i it took me a while but then i got out and i says holy chocolate this is real you know mm-hmm. but on the other hand is that once you get out there start looking around first of all you have your own evidence that there is more Consciousness is not stuck in the brain, Mm -hmm. it travels, it does things, another way to do it is sit in your chair, visualize yourself rising up out of your body, take three steps forward, turn around and look at yourself sitting in that chair because you know what you look like, you know what your your hair is like, your clothes and everything, see yourself sitting in that chair. And do this over and over again until you one day find yourself standing out there, looking at yourself, and you then know that I did it. It's not that hard to do.
0: Well, don't we do it when we sleep, though, too, Augie? Like, it's pretty, you know what I mean? Like, we can leave the body. I mean, I believe that's what dreaming is, that, you know. Anything can happen in the thing, right? And I think that the the astral body can can travel.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you about another one, and that is the so-called soul phone.
0: Ooh. Okay, I haven't heard. I don't
1: know. Yeah. this This one has an enormous amount of credibility with me. Uh, It is, it's a project done by University of Arizona under the direction of Dr. Gary Schwartz. Okay. Yeah, and it is even patented, United States patent number on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they are doing, they are communicating with something outside of the physical. But they are doing it through a computer. They get on the computer, and there's some uh, there is a, a program and an electronic transmitter hooked up with the computer, okay. and it sends message questions out, and it gets answers in. The is way the it, quantum,
0: the quantum computer is that what you're talking about?
1: No, no. Oh, okay. It's a regular a regular computer with some um, radio electronics with it now what they're doing right now is that when they ask a question they get a yes or a no answer so if they ask a question going out and then the answer comes in as light coded answers like if it comes back if the green light lights up it means the answer to the question is yes If the red light lights up, that's a no. And when they ask a question, it doesn't take long. It could just take a very short time and the answer comes back. And so far, what they're saying is that all of the answers that they have asked have come back correct as answers. So, I have a look at that. The website the soul phone The phone and there is an advisory council of people that is on there. There are very credible people that is on the advisory council for this project, and uh. Okay. Uh, Dr. Schwartz said that, give me a couple of years, he says, we are going to be able to get answers by voice back. They are working on getting that figured out. Now, also, the, uh, the answers that is coming back, they're fairly quick, they're accurate, and I don't know, and Dr. Schwartz doesn't know who answers okay it could be that they're tapping into the unified field where all the answers are Mm -hmm. or there could be a spiritual entity that answers Okay. they don't really know yet but the answers come back correct so uh the more i think about it actually it's likely that they're tapping into the unified field where every answer is
0: okay you know what i was thinking because i would think on the other side you would know that somebody was creating this that somebody was going to be putting this out there it almost feels like it would either be something from et maybe galactic council or possibly uh, one of the ascended masters, or a group of them, that are taking responsibility to to create this this type of phenomena. I don't know. I, I that's what
1: it feels like those are good thoughts, and I could actually go with any one of those answers. It's because once you're outside there, you don't really know who is there, or who is tuned. To giving answers for something like this, so yeah, all of those possibilities could be hmm, possible. Plus, the
0: one you said, too. But to me, you know, there is no space and time on the other side, past, present, future is happening all at once, and you throw in multiple timelines and you throw in soul agreements and contracts and what have you before you incarnate into this lifetime. Somebody up there is going to know, we'll call it home, is going to know that dr gary schwartz is going to be doing this kind of research in this lifetime and being able to try and prove that there's communication in the afterlife so maybe there's somebody on the other side that's agreed that okay we'll take responsibility for this we'll connect with you and we'll help make this a a success
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, this electronic equipment and that uh, through that computer that uh, dr schwartz and his crew has put together They've done different experiments or different questions from different people. It's not just the same guy all the time. It, yeah. They could take, you know, this is at the university, so there's a lot of young people around. They have gotten, they walked out into the hall, uh, the hallway, Asked somebody, would you want to be part of a, an, a, an experiment? And if the person said yes, they brought him back to the laboratory, put him in the chair, and they told him, Or her ask a question and it will be answered so somebody type in a question and they wait and the answer come back and it was correct so it works for anybody it wasn't just tuned to one person i hear you yeah
0: but that's sorry and i think i was limiting when i said dr gary schwartz what i meant though was the, I, it, it, to me, it wouldn't be a foreign concept over across the veil, if people want to call it that, back home, whomever they're communicating with, that yes, this was going to be happening. It could work with anybody. It could be going into the quantum consciousness. But the other thing that keeps I keep thinking of, there are certain things that certain as individuals were meant to know and not know. And we know that from Communication with the spirit world. We know that when we incarnate into this lifetime, most of yeah. us come in with what I call spiritual amnesia, because we don't remember previous lives. We don't remember why we're here. You no, know, there's exceptions to that rule. There always is. But do you see what I'm saying? So, to me, yeah, I. Mm-hmm maybe I'm getting too deep about this but I always do right because my mind starts working about this thinking but when I feel into it I almost feel like it's it's a council if you will like um like a group of higher beings of uh, even possibly et for all we know
1: yep R- right could could very well be because I am um, well this is my in my limited thinking maybe that if they're not tapping in to the universal source of all things or the the quantum field then they are dealing with an entity and the question is then is there an entity that knows everything maybe not maybe there need to be a council of several entities that is available to answer those questions, because they can be very complicated. Mm-hmm.
0: But then again, right? Like we know, like you said, into the quantum, it's limitless. The yeah. it has everything that's ever happened, ever is happening, ever will happen there too. So I'm wondering if it's almost like a conglomeration, if you will, like there's been an assigned group and yeah. maybe they come from from different realms, from different dimensions, from whatever it may be. It would be so interesting to be able to ask those type of questions with that type of communication and find out, like, where is this coming from? Because that's why I asked you if this was the quantum computer, because that's kind of what's happening with the quantum computer, and I'm oversimplifying it, but they're sending out these answers through the quantum computer into the quantum if you will and the answers are coming back but they're not hundred percent sure where these answers are coming from either
1: Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah it it gets really complicated but uh, they are working on it and uh, he said give me a little time and i will be able to get voice answers from whoever is at the other end so that would be cool yeah that will be good Mm-hmm. Now, this is two of the five methods that I found. Let's talk about the third one. Okay. And that is something that a lot of people can do. It's it's fairly simple. And uh, let me tell you a little story first. Back in France, and this is something, I was still back in Europe. I read about this in a newspaper. Okay. There was a guy in southern France. He... Uh, He was able to take pictures of dead folks just about every time he tried. Mm -hmm. What he did, he went to the graveyard. When there was a fresh grave there, he put a Tesla coil right next to the grave, Mm -hmm. had an extension cord, plugged it in, turned it on, and now there was this electromagnetic bubble around the grave that reached, you know, about 10, 20 feet or so. And then he walked away about 20, 30 feet and start taking pictures of the grave. And um, the uh, the camera he used... It looked like a black box. And I used to have on those old black box cameras. That's I used what it's
0: ha- making me think of. Yeah, with the, had the drape over top
1: and everything. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't that old. But uh, there was just about a, a box, about uh, 10 centimeters, you know, around in yeah. all sides. And that's kind of what it, the camera looked like. And uh, then he took pictures. When he developed the pictures, it was very often that in the picture he saw the guy standing up next to the grave, and that's the guy laying in the ground. Mm-hmm. That he was able to develop because of the Tesla coils' my electromagnetic bubble around the grave, because that person, he was there in side the bubble and then somehow that raised the vibration of everything to where he could be able to, to take the picture of it and also um a uh, lady you don't even need you could take picture of the and of course you know really, And uh, the daylight, because, hey, wait a minute, that guy is dead, but how come you took a picture of him this morning? Oh, Satan's got to have to be helping you on this one. So they turned on the guy, and he said in the interview that was written, he said that, you know, I had to leave town. He says, otherwise, they probably would have killed me. Oh, my God. And that's it. That's the Bible Belt across southern France.
0: Okay, so Augie, was it always with fresh graves? Because there's a reason why I'm asking if it was always with newly uh, buried people or laid to rest people.
1: Yeah. And for some reason, that's where he went and that's where he found them.
0: Okay, this is what I'm thinking, though. This is what I'm thinking, why I'm asking you this. Now, I can't prove it, but from, from research, speaking with various people that connect with the other side and what have you that I, and my own personal experience with mediumship that I find a lot of people don't necessarily don't quite understand how it works, but it's like they haven't completely crossed over into the light. They kind of hang around their loved ones and friends and family because they see the grief, the suffering and what have you happening. So trying to comfort them from the other side. So I'm wondering if that's why he was having the success that he was, you provided an energy source because spirit still needs energy to be able to present itself, if you will, on, on film or, or a camera. And then um, because you would think if he did it with older Grace, what would happen? Like, would they even show up?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everybody, well, pretty much everybody, attends their own funeral. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: They hang around for that. And yeah. uh, in fact, I, I have an excellent example on that back in in uh, in Omaha. A friend of mine died, and we went to the funeral, and... The guy's dog came to the funeral at at the at the, at the you know the graveyard, mm-hmm. and the dog walked off about uh, thirty feet away from the grave and he was standing there looking up in the air and oh. he was raising on two feet oh. he got off and he was trying to lean on something, but he fell down every time. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he was evidently he saw something that he was trying to reach up to. Mm-hmm. and it didn't work because it wasn't physical
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we all turned around and looked at that and said yep that's he's him
0: he's here I always ask people when I'm helping them with paranormal um questions or what have you or they think they may have activity there's two questions I usually ask people do you have any young children or do you have pets like animals And if they do, you don't have to have them. But the reason I ask it is because I ask, what are they doing? How are they behaving? Are young children having supposedly imaginary friends or babies seem to be laughing and giggling and entertained or even frightened, but mostly entertained by something that's not there or your animals, exactly what you just said, because I truly believe that as young babies or even toddlers can see this as well as all animals so to me we have these abilities every one of us but for whatever reason we don't all retain them as we go into adulthood which means that they should still be accessible with some practice or by recognizing that it's possible what's your thoughts on that
1: yeah Mm-hmm. A, a two-year-old kid can mm-hmm. very well see dead people.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they
1: may not understand that they're dead.
0: Mm-hmm. I've seen video of, of two-year-olds going, Mommy, mommy, there's a man up there. No, honey, there's nobody there. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's he's waving at you. Yeah, he's or <laughs> or yeah, like and parents can't see it, but the kids can see it
1: yeah yeah that, that's we need to listen to kids instead Absolutely. of just tell them that you're full of nah it's imagination no we need to listen
0: i always tell counsel parents if we're talking and they've had some activity believe may be paranormal and they say their child has especially if the child has a quote-unquote imaginary friend and i i suggest this to all parents if your child has an imaginary friend Like you said, we need to listen to our kids. Ask your child about this. Who is this? What did they look like? What did they say to you? Where do you see like a lot, not all at once, obviously with a young child, you're not going to do an hour long interview, but get as much information as possible. And then yep. you'd be shocked, especially if the child comes up with a name or starts telling you things and you do a bit of research. I can't tell you how, many, well, I don't have to tell you, you know, this, how many parents have found that that person actually did exist. Like in at one time. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. And uh, what's, what's the pets too? Mm -hmm. they uh, after a a house let's say uh, somebody in the house dies and there's a pet there pets very often turn squirrely they start looking at the wall looking at something that Mm -hmm. isn't there following some somebody around the room that isn't there Mm -hmm. if you look for it you'll find it
0: My dog is doing that in this house. We don't have any activity like we did in the previous song, but my dog is doesn't get squirrely for any reason, but every now and then, and she will, she big German shepherd and she'll have her nose to the ground. And you know, she's following something. And she kept going to this one corner by a chair, by the wall. I took some pictures, saw some interesting things Ah. there. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, That's that awesome. was third one. Let's talk about the fourth one.
0: Yes, let's.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, that is that just because that they are, first of all, when somebody dropped the body, that is just that. They move on and the consciousness is probably more alive than they've ever been. Absolutely. And... Uh, They are now in uh, probably what I would call the higher fifth dimensions. Yes. And um, now we are in the fourth here. Mm -hmm. So our eyes cannot see up in vibration, but they can see down into ours. Mm -hmm. So if you leave somebody written messages just because they don't have a body anymore, don't make them dumb. They can Mm still So, the message. And in fact, when they are outside of the physical and looking into the physical, it's kind of like looking in the mirror. When you go and look at yourself, if you raise your right hand, who, what hand in the mirror comes up? It's the one on your left. So everything is mirror backwards. When a spirit look into the physical, everything is reversed. So when you write the message for them, write it backwards. Then they will understand better. Chances are they'll still, still see it and it'll be all right. But write it backwards anyway. If you're in doubt about that, write it both ways. That's a good idea. So so when you do that. And then. You can think of them. That's almost like calling them. The mental and emotional image of them. That is the call sign. And they will get that message. And they will come. Okay. And they see the message. Mm -hmm. Now this is more like. A one-way communication most of the time is from you to them, but it can be a two-way communication because some of these disembodied entities have ways to communicate with you. One thing that they uh, are good at, and that's electronics. Turning TV off and on, turning radios off and on.
0: Taps, water.
1: Yeah, they're good at that. Mm-hmm. So you could write the message to say, you know, we love things that you want to portray to them, mm-hmm. but also tell them turn, turn the TV.
0: Or you could say to you leave be, them a sign too, or to leave them a are, um,
1: sign. Yeah, YouTube videos about people that have done that, and the TV came on. Mm-hmm. So this is another way and also when you write it, uh, write the message in a distinct color contrast, maybe white paper and uh, black Black. ink. Okay. Because the astral, astral world doesn't have as much light as we do. It's a little more grayish and darkish. So okay. that it's, uh, it's not dark, but it's a little shady, kind of sh- shadowy, I guess. <laughs> and that it's, and let's say if you write yellow on red, it's going to be hard to read. Mm-hmm. So use color contrasts. Okay. And um, if they're hanging around for a long time, you may want to give them some direction, especially if the person you are communicating with have no spiritual knowledge and are trapped there. Tell them go to the light. And or. Contact. Think on your mom. Let's say that their mom had passed over. Yeah. That is kind of like having them call their mom because the call sign is the mental image and they can do that. They can make that connection with someone to come and bring them home. See, there are people that get trapped out there and that's a, those are the ones we call ghosts.
0: Yes. Well, the other and thing I, I wanted
1: You, oh, sorry, you had your own experience with that one.
0: <laughs> oh, dear God, did I ever, and I still do to this day. I just had somebody recently send me this picture with a lot of unusual text And it looked like ancient Nordic runes. And um, as soon as I saw it, I went, this is evil. This is so evil. I know it's evil. But uh, they asked me if I knew what it was. So I, I didn't take the whole picture. But I took bits of the text. And sure enough, it was a rune. And it was also Tibetan calligraphy but the whole point of it was the whole picture as a whole, right. Was, um, a sigil, because sigil for people that don't know sit symbols and the amount of intention has to do, I believe with the power of the mind and intention and emotion that you can create with various shapes or whatever. Well, this person has this romantic romanticization. I'll say, I think of connecting, Was something in the spirit form with a bit of evil mixed in but female so i i just said i'm just going to tell you this once please don't send me this kind of stuff i said i can appreciate that maybe you have a question but the whole point i said about romanticizing about the shell of what you may be seeing in this picture some of the what's beneath something like that with this kind of energy you if you knew what was below that you would never mess with it and the same thing, I've met many human beings that believe, and I believe our ignorance, that we're way more powerful than something that's been around since the beginning of time, even though we're talking about that there really is no death and eternal life. I believe we come in here almost with a fresh slate, if you will, we don't remember all the things of, of what we've learned in previous lifetimes, who we really are or anything like that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, because I basically told this person, please don't mess with this kind of stuff on your own. Like, if you're really that drawn to something like this, I'm not the person to be connecting with. And second of all, you need to work with somebody that knows what you're working with, because I think that that's how people end up in trouble, is messing around with things like this. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that, Augie. Yeah.
1: Mm Yeah, this is something that People probably, a lot of people don't like to think about it because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If they don't know anything about it, it becomes uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But we really should look into this because there will be a day, hopefully a long time from now, when you will be there. Mm -hmm. And then it's better to know a little bit about what's there and what's going to happen then be totally surprised and tell yourself self boy was i wrong
0: (laughs) well you know what though agi i've studied and i've said this many times on this show near-death experiences for 40 years professionally as well as personally i believe i had a near-death experience as a toddler but once you have that I I challenge anybody to believe that has had a near-death experience. If you know someone or people doing some research, I have yet to meet a person that has said they are afraid to die. They're not. Because they know what awaits us on the other side. They know how amazing it is that you're going back home. I think that that's what also is scary for a lot of people is the unknown. And it creates fear for them rather than once you've been there, or like you said, that people that do pass away are having their death experience, and they go, boy, was I wrong. Like Dr. Eben Alexander, that neurosurgeon, I'm sure you've heard his story before.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And another thing too is that even if you think that there is a relative or someone close to you that died and they're hanging around the house, it could be scary. But it is. I would I say... Um, if you know their character and the character is good, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if they are pranksters, they don't change character. Mm-hmm. So um, that just goes with them. But I would say also, instead of going, getting somebody to help you to clean the house, mm-hmm. that means you're kicking them out. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, communicate with them T- tell them to go home they don't belong here mm-hmm. this is not their home anymore now you got to go to the light find your home through the light and when they go they don't feel like they're kicked out and they can get home mm-hmm. well
0: the so other thing oh sir, go ahead,
1: now, I would say one more thing and that is that uh, to prove yous- to yourself another thing they're good at, those spirits, that is that whenever they are, wherever they are, it seems like they're sucking up energy mm-hmm. and it gets colder. Oh yeah. In that so if you hope, let's say if you feel you have somebody with you, Or if you go through any of these methods that I'm going to talk about here, hold your hand out and tell them, hold my hand.
0: Yeah.
1: Or write a message, write it backwards and forwards, whichever way you say, hold my hand. If your hand turns cold, they're holding your hand.
0: Well, the other ways I found that I, I, I think can be interesting for communication, too, is those touch flashlights that you've got that toggle back and forth. If you just are able to just manipulate it. So it's between off and on. It's not that hard to do, but you, there are many a spirit that can communicate with you if they turn the light on. Um, once for yes, two for no, or turn it off for no. I've seen many interesting communication happen that way as well. Or, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, that's a new one. That's interesting.
0: I've seen it. Many, many powerful videos of spirit that's there that will definitely um, communicate. It gets them, uh, depending how long the battery will last, they may need to use some of the energy from the battery. Mm-hmm. Um, because their energy can run out as well, communicating. But I've seen that definitely with earthbound spirits. The other thing too, if you've got a loved one, like you said, Augie, and you're writing this message and I would mentioned about leaving, you know, maybe a sign or asking for a sign, and you can ask for anything. You can ask to hear a certain song on a radio if you want, you'll know it's them, they'll make it happen. But one of the easiest ways I find for the other side um, to communicate with us, ask them to meet you in their dreams. Ask them to, or your dreams, sorry. Um, when you're asleep, you're open. And many of us have communications already with our loved ones on the other side. It's the easiest yeah. way to do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, oh. and also, if you feel you have somebody... Emotion and a vivid image of them and tell them... Uh, let's see, what is it say? Two, and I have felt that from my mom's perfume. But what I was going to say also, they are good at communicating with you through dreams. Tell them to visit you in a dream. Mm-hmm. R- write the message out, because when you sleep, you're down below the alpha range of brainwave patterns, and they're good at operating in that range. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's uh, someone you want, I would say rather direct it to someone that you know and you do want to communicate with. Yes. If you write it just random, it then you Blow blowing <laughs> Harry <laughs> handle. Yeah. yeah. No. Somebody could visit you and you may not know. So uh, yes. now just make sure it's a directed one. And uh, like uh, Zachman said here, <clears throat> in the, uh, in the, yeah, he's got a cigar too. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have my mom coming to visit me uh, on my birthday. It uh, doesn't happen every year, but um, very often. And I know when she's around because I can smell her perfume. Aww. And that's when I go into a meditative state and I try to leave the body and go out and communicate with it. And it usually is very interesting. Ooh. She's usually uh, not that open about She says everything is good. She has reincarnated again. Mm-hmm. But she comes because it is my birthday. Ah. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, moms are good at that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Your Mops, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not a, a one to get angry or anything. I'm not a violent mm-hmm. person, but I always say, don't mess with my kids or you're going to get the mother of all grizzly bears.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she, she's talked a little bit about the there was quite a bit of an education process. After she dropped the body, there was quite a bit of an education process on her side because she had a stroke oh. and a lot of the the mental, the brain memories got wiped out. Mm-hmm. So there were only the memories left from the field. And the, for some reason, they got a little convoluted, I suppose, to get all of that assembled again for her and learn the ropes on the other side, I suppose, and mm-hmm. she s- didn't say much about how and and why that uh, re-education process and she said that everybody have to re-remember their real life because this is not real life this is just an existence
0: yeah i call it a school if you will or it's like being in a play almost right Like, like i've seen so many people describe it that way looking back like i said but you get so much information from people that have had near-death experiences if we actually take the time to listen and hear what they have to say and yeah. and i can i just as of late i've seen a lot of people explain it almost like it's they look back and they go oh my god it was it, none of it was real this is just like it was a big play and i the play was all about me meaning each one of us and we had our cast of supporting characters and waiting in the wings were the other Other parts of the cast that were coming in to help support the play, if you will. So, life is a play, meaning for each individual and how we all interact and intermingle. It was really cool the way they described it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, when you think about dropping the body, stepping out of there, I don't care who it is. It is a shock to everybody for a right. short moment until they realize that, hey this is a nice place yeah or boy was I wrong then yeah. that is really a shock yeah like yeah most most of the near-death experiences are Positively. really good ones they're going through a tunnel they meet somebody they um they have a a nice experience on the other side and they get somebody there to come and take them home or the good things happen Mm -hmm. and then they come back when they find out that oops it wasn't my time there was an accident that shouldn't have happened Uh, so accidents happen there too on the other side Mm -hmm. or in this side and then they brought back but on the other hand I think that when the time comes expect good things there is a very very extremely small percentage that does not have a good experience i agree i am not sure of why i have a theory yeah because um what I have found the entities on the outside of the physical in the lower astral worlds that is hanging around out that they are usually entities or disembodied spirits or souls with very little or hardly no spiritual knowledge when they died. Mm-hmm. So they don't know where what to do, where to go. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand I ran into it, it was many years ago now there was a guy that uh, he was a sniper mm-hmm for the uh, US army in vietnam mm-hmm. and he had something like 2021 20, kills uh, you know i mean he shot somebody at a distance in cold blood and killed them mm-hmm. and when he came back after a few years he found religion and they told him you know that if you kill somebody you're going to hell there's no way around it he was mm-hmm. totally convinced that he was going to go to hell yeah and then he had a near death experience mm-hmm everything was wonderful he was taken to a place in the light where he met i think it was uh, his mother Mm -hmm. and he had a communication with her everything was beautiful Mm -hmm. and then he ended up back in the body and they woke him up on the operating table and he was back and he was really pissed about it actually
0: lot of people are well what i was going to add though i have a theory about this because i have seen this now i've had conversations with others who study this some people agree some people don't but there was one story in particular It was a soldier and i won't it's too long of a story to tell but basically it was a prank being played for them left back at the base nobody had any money to go home and everybody else had gone home and they were taking pictures anyways they were, they went to this one building, there was a noose hanging down. And one of the four guys had pictures the whole weekend. He had one picture left and they were going, wouldn't it be funny if we took a picture and just pretended like somebody was hanging. So him being the rookie, they got him to pose. So he had no idea what they were going to do. They were, they were pranking him. They pulled on the rope. And so he talked about how, um, happened and he went and sat down with them and was, you know, hearing the whole conversation, I guess he was a man of few words. And all of a sudden he said, the three guys said, Hey, I don't think he's joking. And he said, he looked back and he could see his body. He said he was completely blue. Um, And as the minute he realized he was dead, what had happened, he went into complete black darkness. And it was one of the most terrifying, hellish-like experiences, the way he describes it. Now, again, I'm not sure. He said he wasn't very religious before he had this experience. And he claims he was saved by is either Jesus and the angels or somebody. But my whole point is, I almost believe when this happens, because there's so many astral planes, that unless your heart completely stops and you completely stop breathing, Right, I think that we can travel through those realms very quickly and end up back home. But if you still got a bit of a heartbeat or maybe a little bit of oxygen getting to the brain, I think we almost get stuck in an. Ex- oh, we lost Augie there. In an experience where, um, sorry, I lost my train. I thought we get stuck in an experience in one of the astral planes that is very low. Where Augie was mentioning that there are some. Hopefully, you can pop back in here. We'll see. I'll have to keep an eye on Messenger here, you guys. So I have a feeling that that may be one of the reasons why people, besides the fact that like uh, Augie had mentioned, and I believe this too with religious dogma. I'm still here, guys. I'm just checking on my computer in case he messages me. Um, I think with religious dogma or belief systems that nothing awaits you. Here, hang on. I'm going to try and message him, you guys, while I'm talking to you. But I also believe, because this guy came back, they were able to get him back quite quickly. Um, I guess they ended up doing or CPR or whatever, and he was talking about his whole experience and how religious he became after this experience, believing he had gone to hell. But I've looked at, and again, they're not very often, but there are people that have these experiences and it's almost questionable to me with the nursing background that I've got, did they actually what we would call flatline? No heartbeat, no breathing, they actually passed away. So I don't know. Hard to say, but let me see if Augie's still there. I'll say, Augie, are you still here? And I let him know. I'm gonna say we lost you. We lost you. Um, hang on, we'll see if he's still there to him um yeah he should still be here it looks like he is here um yeah i'm not really sure what happened to me guys where he is let me see i don't want to kick him out of the studio so i just messaged him on um messenger so i don't know if he's still here maybe he lost power or something because i know and i don't know why we're having these problems both weeks in a row now with the uh, Bandwidth that looks like on his end. I th- Zach, thanks for your comments here. I did see your one about the election, but I didn't know if we were going to get a chance to talk about that or what. um, Hey, Rob- hi, Robin. How are you from Hafern Paranormal over in the UK? So well, I'll just keep talking. I, I'm guessing maybe he lost his power or something because for Aki not to message me back, I got my computer on my lap here. So Zach, I'm going to read a couple of your comments. I know we mentioned them, but for people listening, they may not know what we're talking about. So backing up a bit, you said, we're talking about the afterlife. You said it would definitely be a prankster spirit. You smell cigar smoke. Most likely it'll be me. Yes, of course. I was thinking about you the other day, Zach, and something to do with cigars. Oh, I know what it was. Um, I'm still doing a bunch of resin work, and I make, they're actually for cigarettes. they themed boxes, believe it or not. They hold a whole package and lighters and stuff. And I thought, hmm, what do they make cigar things like that? I bet you Zach would love that. And then your other comment was, um, you had a friend of yours who passed away, and I'm sorry for your loss. And you said, he did come to me in a dream. We were sitting around and having cigars with a friend who is still alive, and another who passed away four months later. Wow, you've had a lot of loss, Zach. I'm so sorry about, about that and um i'll bet you your friends that are we in spirit were there with you and you get a lot of people who who say that in spirit people can't come back to their plane if they've really crossed over i don't believe that i believe that we have no limits on the other side and if you've been listening all along you just heard augie mention how his mom came to visit him some every now and then on his birthday and she let him know that she's reincarnated which means, so she's back on this earth, having on this earthly plane, having a physical existence, in human form, yet she's able to visit him in spirit. So how does that happen, right? So I really do believe that the past, present, and future happen at the same time. Then you start getting really complicated. We could be looking at—I um, don't know. I've seen so many different theories. I always say I'm never going to know the answers myself, all of them, until I transition back home myself, but. I've seen, yeah, that we could be having multiple versions of ourself and every different type of timeline and scenario out there. Because as we know, time is a man, man-made created concept. Just in case. Hey, so glad to see you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Well, not a long time. You were here a little while ago. So glad to have you back. I you know it's a bit late over there. Um, and same as you, Robin, I'm sure it's, let me see what time is it? It's after midnight over. I know in the UK, I'm not quite sure, Justin, exactly what time, but probably close to that or about 1am where you are. And you say, a friend of mine visited me in a dream. Uh, first and only time I've seen him in dreams. I did not know that he had died a few days earlier. Wow, thats I bet that was pretty powerful, Justin. And again, I, I would never ask somebody to relay what their personal conversation was, but depending on what he shared with you in that dream. And um, for whatever reason, he must have felt he knew, yeah, twenty-four a.m. I figured it was probably about that time. I knew there was about... Uh, let me see, five, six hours difference, five, six hours difference, depending on the time change over in Europe versus where I am in Canada here. So, um, it, that's quite interesting, but I know when I'm working with people and I'm doing readings and what have you, I, and, you know, I always say, and I truly believe this, that grieving is a normal human experience. It's called the five stages of death and dying by Dr. Elizabeth kubler-Ross and I always say it should be the five stages of loss because I believe that we go through these steps whether it's a loss of a relationship, loss of a job, loss of a home, loss of whatever that may be it just doesn't apply to death but the problem is again grief is a a it's a regular emotion that happens when we're human. But you will find there are people out there that have never actually experienced, say, the loss of a loved one. And, you know, their only experience with grief is maybe what they've seen on TV or in the occasional video. And I don't believe that they are, well, some people could be, but a lot of people, I don't realize, they don't realize how insensitive they're being. Like, don't you think it's been long enough? Like, really, it's, you know, time heals all wounds. It's time to get moving on and not recognizing that i don't think that grief ever goes away when we've lost a loved one especially in death i think that what happens is it's almost like with time a different type of i'm going to use quotation marks here normal starts to develop but there's still pain there's still you know and again there's five stages so people expect people to to progress through these stages, like first, there's denial, and then there's anger, and then there's bargaining. Well, no, that's not how it happens with a human being. Like, people can be in various different stages of of these five stages. And sometimes you can feel maybe like you process something, and you're feeling perfectly, you're starting to be able to cope a little bit better. And then one little tiny thing can happen, and it can trigger it all over again. So my Reason for bringing this up is to give yourself grace to be good to yourself To try and love yourself and nurture yourself to be able sometimes we need to Depending on who we are as a human being to be able to connect with others who have been through a similar process To try and support and start helping to, to process what's going on here Um, I'm going to read some of the uh, comments here now. We've got Justin Case that said, We did not talk in the dream. I saw him standing in a wheat field at his little house in the countryside. Interesting, Justin. I almost, and again, without going into your energy or anything, it almost feels like he just wanted to let you know he was okay. Even though you didn't know he had passed away for whatever reason, it was important for him to let you know. I'm not sure why or what, but that that what an interesting and really, really loving experience. And I don't mean it from a romantic perspective, but the fact that that's the way you kind of found out. I'm gonna put this down, you guys, because I think we've lost Augie. I don't know why or how or what. This does not want me to put it down. I don't know why. Hang on, guys, sorry. I don't usually mess around with this stuff while I'm on the show. There we go. Uh, Zachman said, that same friend who, uh, past was the one who gave me a message from the other side when I was contemplating leaving my last toxic relationship when I was on the verge of doing it. Well, yeah, our loved ones on this side that were our friends on this side still stay our friends on the other side. And you said, I heard his voice say, do it Morty. Um, he is the one who gave me the nickname Uncle Morty because I came into. I came into my shop one day dressed as an old Jewish guy going on vacation to Florida. So for you, Zach, that was that was validation from from the other side, letting you know that, yeah, do it. And I've often said, and if you've been like Zach, you've but you've known me for quite a long time. Justin, you've been around for a while too. Quite a few of you have. But what I was gonna say is a lot of times when we go through difficult things in our life. Um, I know for myself, I can speak personally, sometimes through some of the most awful things that have happened. And like, don't get me wrong, I haven't had a bad life, but we all have awful things that happen. But I think it's about perspective. And when we're able to look back on that a few years later, and realize that, holy cow, I'm so glad I I, I made that decision, or I made that change, or I did whatever needed to be done to help move through it, that we realize that it's usually for a reason or a positive reason it's made room for something better in our lives. And just in case says to Zach Hi, Marty or Morty. I want to say Marty, Morty is because the Dell and I'll mention him. He's got, he's my partner in real life. Uh, he's got the delicious recipe on Thursday nights here on UPRN and his shows from seven to 8 PM Eastern standard time. It's the delicious recipe and it's not a cooking show. He kind of talks about all kinds of topics. Sometimes some seeking, a little bit of paranormal. Um, he always seems to be doing a lot of research out there. So let me see. Hopefully, I didn't miss any other questions. We've got about a half hour left. Like I guess I wasn't planning on doing a show on my own here, guys, but I guess that's going to happen. <laughs> I guess I'll find out afterwards what happened to what happened to um to Augie because he's online here, but I don't see him. So I don't know. I yeah, he hasn't messaged me back. So. I don't know what's going on. I'll have to message him afterwards. Have you guys got any questions or comments that maybe you wanna ask about the afterlife or about paranormal or anything like that? I'm gonna ask you guys. Um, I, you probably heard me again if you follow the channel for a while. i really enjoy the YouTube channel, Nukes Top 5. The reason why is because he gets a lot of different videos and footage sent in from viewers from around the world. And he never tells you what to think. He always says, is it an elaborate hoax? Is it all an elaborate hoax? You decide. There has been a few people that I have followed off of his channel. Now, one of them, um, he's over in the UK and his name is Lee and his channel is called, um, really haunted. That is quite a phenomenal channel. And I, would never be one to judge unless it was absolutely obvious if something was fake or real. Because I know when we were going through our own experience, I met people, I I mean, I had a lot of friends in the paranormal world before in the place I'm in now, and I had one person almost completely ostracized me from the community that was my support community, because he decided to run around and tell everybody that I was faking it for attention. And that I had, um, that I had, he, he didn't realize even that I was a nurse. And I'm not allowed to diagnose as a nurse, but I can certainly tell you when he told me that I was suffering from, are you ready for this? Intergalactic satellite goldfish. That is it's not a medical diagnosis, I can tell you that right now. One of these days I'll be making a t-shirt with that saying. And then proceeded to contact everybody that was a support person and told them, that I was lying, I was making this all up. And then after we ended up on TV a few years later, all of a sudden he was interested in speaking to me and it was a real experience. Anyways, I digress. So this gentleman is quite good with video editing and stuff like that. I will give him that, but I do believe he's going through something. He has cameras all around his house and he was interested in the paranormal. I believe that was the name of his. He's over in the UK, Robin, if you're still there, actually. And I believe the name of his company at the time was really Haunted. And if I if I got the story down straight, him and his wife Stacy traveled to Romania, and I believe they visited the site of where Vlad the Impaler's castle was. And he had said, when you hear him talking in some of the videos, he made it sound like he just went and picked up a rock from the castle and took it home. That's not what happened. You eventually find out he went to the gift shop and I guess they claim there were pieces of the rock from the castle. He started having very strange, weird, paranormal activity. I have seen his wife pulled out of bed by her feet. Um, I do believe he's going through something because just as we were talking about the animals, he's got the cutest little dog. He's got two of them, but the one in particular I think can really pays attention to what's there. And you can see the dog tracking. What's going on? And both of them are asleep in the bed. So they are going through something. I know they are. But some of the stuff he has caught on camera is absolutely mind-blowing. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Like I said, it's called Really Haunted. I feel really sorry for this gentleman. Now, this entity tends to use Alexa. Hey, does that mean Aki's back? Aki's back.
1: Yay! Hello, <laughs> what happened to you? oh god i i tried to get on another computer here and finally it worked so okay, here well, i am I just kept talking. you have this computer has a very low uh, volume so please speak up and i will be able to hear you oh,
0: okay how about that because it's really loud on my end but i'll speak really loud if it's too loud let
1: me know um oh boy okay. i i can hardly hear you Can you turn the
0: volume up? I don't want to scream because people are going to hear me screaming on the video. (laughs) Have you got headphones?
1: Yeah, I I don't have headphones. so. Ah, How about your phone?
0: Can you use your phone?
1: If you get get a little close to the microphone, maybe I can hear you.
0: Like that? That's my
1: microphone. Yeah, it still doesn't do it. Mm-mm. This new computer is not totally set up yet, so I uh, I have to work on this one.
0: What have you got, Augie? Have you got um, a laptop like Windows?
1: Yeah, I okay. I, I don't. It's I, can I just can't hear it. you. So
0: I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, this we might have doing to give to... up.
0: Might have to give up early tonight. Then you have to get ready for the mastermind, anyways.
1: Yeah, I, I have to go and see if I can work this out. So uh, okay. I'm sorry. No worries. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. Yet. Love you. Take care. you
0: too. You too. I didn't want to scream and yell, guys, here, because it'll be loud. I think yeah. i trying to figure out how to turn it off. Hang on, I'll, yell. I'll kick you out of here. Hang on. Uh oh, he's gone. Okay. Sorry guys, I didn't want to yell there because I'll be blowing out your eardrums. I'll have to show him how to maybe set up his volume or somebody else will. Not that I'm his computer person, but so Zach says, I've been live with you during readings, Lorley. I've seen some of the activity that was going on in your old house. You and Del did go through so much. I staunchly believe you. I know Zach, there were times in my old house, I know you talked to me on camera like we've talked on Skype. This was somebody in the community that we both belong to. We've had a few people that have done that. So that's why I'm very careful to to say to somebody, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe what you're experiencing because I always feel it's not my place to say that unless it's absolutely something obvious, but um, I mean, we had video, we had audio, we had people experiencing the activity. The thing was this person never saw any of the pictures, never saw any of the video. Um, There's a lot of people sometimes you run into that have ego. And I think that that's what this was about. They've become quite big in the paranormal field very quickly. They were newer to it. And like I said, I, as, as the saying goes, you turn, uh, you know, lemons into lemonade. I swear to God, I'm making a t-shirt with that intergalactic satellite goldfish. You guys tell me out there in the paranormal world, if you've ever heard of that one before, that's what I suffered from apparently. But like I said, you know, some of the reasons why I documented what I did was because when we were going through it, I kept thinking, my God, nobody in a million years is ever going to believe me. As it was, Dell, my partner, he he to this day is a skeptic. Like there's one time I don't think I've ever shared this with you guys on there. Uh, I've mentioned, or if you've seen our episode on paranormal survivor, we had a camera in the most active part of the home. And one day I was sitting there, like everything in our life had been affected, right? Finances, um, you name it, health. And I was kind of feeling sorry for myself one day and I was, my craft stuff happened to be in the most active part of the room as did the laundry room, everything. And I was kind of feeling sorry for myself. I don't know what possessed me. Uh, when we had moved our bedroom to the basement, which our bedroom used to be, our my old craft room when I was first married, uh, to my previous husband. So a lot of my craft stuff was in bins In it was kind of an open concept in the basement. And I happened to be sitting there one day and I don't know why I just went to this one bin and I left off the lid and I thought, God, I wonder what the heck else I got in here. As I lifted it up, I find this coin and I, I don't, I go, what the heck is this? I, I don't think I've ever seen this coin before. I pick it up. And as a child, I've always loved this poem about footprints in the sand. If you're not uh, aware what that is, I encourage you to look it up. It's very inspiring. And I kept going, where the heck did this come from? And how the heck did I find this in this bin that I wasn't even going to look at? So I remember looking at it, and I think Dell was at work or something. I thought, I'll have to tell him about this. So I ended up putting it on our water heater. Now, the water heater was about 15 to 18 feet away from the doorway into, it was like the laundry room, craft room, workroom kind of thing. Well, one day in our bedroom from the doorway where all this stuff was located, was about five feet further, okay, straight through. There's a reason why I'm trying to explain this. So I forgot to tell Del about the coin. And one day I had, he was home, I think it was a couple days later. I, we had our previous German Shepherd and she was laying in the doorway, not to our bedroom, but in the doorway of the laundry room, craft room where the coin was. So as I'm walking to go get something, I see her and I bend over and I start petting her and I'm talking to her and Del happens to come out of our bedroom at the same time. I kid you not, as I'm bent over, I feel this whoosh like this and something clanks and falls between Del and I. It was the coin. Okay. Cause Dell's going, what the heck was that? Like, where did that come from? And then I get to tell him the whole story about how I found this coin. It literally flew through my hair, just grazed my ear and landed between us. There was no way to debunk it. There was no way that he could say it didn't happen. He just saw it. So, um, I think that was another reason what made him decide to put the cameras in the room at that time. But anytime something would happen, if he didn't experience it, he still would debunk it six ways to Sunday. Still, even if, it, uh, even if it did happen to him, he would still try and debunk it. He's getting a little bit more open-minded as he does more research and more time. Because I was the one that did all the research in the beginning. I wanted to know what the heck was going on. But then again, you, you guys, I always say, I don't think we're ever gonna know the answers until we transition back home, whatever you wanna call it, heaven, whatever you, the afterlife, um, whatever it may be. And I'm not telling people what to believe. There are people that think that exactly what Augie was saying, that nothing awaits us in the afterlife. That I don't believe. It's just my personal perspective. I know I've had my friend Dave on here, said a near-death experience. Um, been many people actually that have, are mediums or intuitives or what have you and I really believe that we are immortal when it comes to our souls if you will. Um, we just happen to be having a human experience in this lifetime. Now some of the stuff we didn't get into that I was hoping would have with Augie was ET, aliens, things like that, UFOs. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen these videos that Augie and his co-host Nori have put out, but one of them is called Strange Things That Happen on the Moon, Strange Things That Happen on Mars, and I think it's Strange Things About on Earth. Now, that's not the exact title, but I believe if you go to Broadcast Team Alpha on YouTube, you'll be able to find it in their playlists holy cow i know Augie mentioned a little bit of it last week but when you see some of the stuff that's been picked up or has been caught on camera or what have you it i know it just blew my mind like i know aggie mentioned it last week um i think it was towards the end of the show it, it literally looks like a human being like you and i supposedly caught on the mars like no breathing apparatus no equipment no nothing just uh, like it's, and it's kind of from far away. I don't know if it was a Mars rover that caught the picture or what it was. Um, but just incredible. Or like, what about, cause I've always got so many questions like about giants, like these giant skeletons that they've been unearthing around the world. And some of them are massive. Like, where did they come from? What are they? Then you start getting into things like, you know, there's There's theory out there. There's stories out there, like the Nephilim, if you believe in that kind of stuff. I don't know if I necessarily believe that giants were the Nephilim or Nephilim, as some people say. Um, I don't know. Then you even get into the theory of evolution or how the earth started. Now, religious dogmas is Adam and Eve. And I know the Dal and I have had many a question off air when you start looking at the Bible and stuff, or even say with Noah's Ark how did they repopulate the earth when there was only Noah and his sons and what I think daughters like you do the math right or um the big bang theory or whatever it may be well I think there's just so many different explanations when we start looking at it and researching that again I don't know if I'll ever know the answers but there's when you start looking at different ways of thinking or versus maybe what we've learned in school or what the norm is out there that we've been taught to believe that this is what it is and we don't question it and this is how it happened. Well, is it really? Because when you start talking to other people, like how many of us, and I'm saying us meaning the globalists, haven't left our own backyard, which means we've never left our own country. We've never traveled to a different country. Now, with the Internet, at least it gives us the opportunity to speak to people from different parts of the world. But depending on where we are, right, and if all we know is all we know, meaning all we know is where we live or the country we're in, we have no idea about other things in other parts of the world, right? Unless people talk about it or they put it out there on the Internet. Like, I mean, the other thing I've always said, too, when fairy tale or forward slash, if you will, um, legend and lore exists in this day and age going back centuries. To me, there has to be some type of truth or something for it still to persist. Because if it didn't, people would Because once upon a time ago, as we well know, people didn't have radio and TV and the internet and what have you and cell phones, but it was legend and lore, right? Like elders would sit around the fire, depending on on where you lived. And we would tell about our histories. We would tell about, um, you know, things that were had happened or gone throughout history. That's how our stories have persisted to this day. But if it wasn't something of, of persistence or that it was generally always there or around, I would think that it wouldn't have continued to persist and exist in the stories that are passed down from generation to generation. So some of the things I'm talking about, like vampires and werewolves and, you know, I could go on and on and on, but my point is they've existed for a long time and why have they existed? So Zach said, I've never been out of the country, but I would be more than happy to head up to Canada to hang out with you and Del (laughs) we'd love to have you up here, but, but even going to a different country just in case. And I bet they also told about odd things seen in the sky. I agree, Justin, I agree. So all this stuff that's existing or the stuff that we're seeing, you know, and it just depends. I think how open-minded we are about things and i think we need to question everything not from a, suspic- a suspicious perspective but with with the question in mind of why what is this what could it possibly be what do other people think about this uh, people with different backgrounds people that have been to like when you talk to people that have traveled all over the world and depending like say they're into archaeology or like you said, Justin, maybe they are seen things in the sky and they're willing to talk about it, but to have that kind of conversation and to learn from one another and you start to realize that yeah, there's a lot we don't know and why don't we know, right? And then you, you can go back through history. And again, it takes a lot of time depending on where you go and what sources you use, but you start connecting the dots and a lot of the dots don't connect. And use, if you're able to ask why within your own mind, keep an open mind and start putting some pieces together. It's almost like taking a giant jigsaw puzzle, if you will. Then you get into things like remote viewing and stuff. So um, if you can't do it yourself, there's courses you can take. There's people you can connect with that are very successful at it. You can't just go forward and in the future with remote viewing. You can, there are people that can go back. So maybe going back and getting some different perspective, if you will. Or like with the giants. Again, I'm going to go back to that for a second. Um, why, and when you look at it, are the skeletal remains being removed? I One of my moderators is in Sardinia, Italy. I know Del and I watched a great documentary on these giant skeletons that were being unearthed. And as quickly as they were unearthed, as quickly as they were confiscated by... And in the documentary, they said the government, why? And when I asked my moderator about this and there's these giant tombs that are there, uh, she said her words exactly were, oh yeah, I think I heard something about this. How could you just hear about that? You live there, it's not that big of a place. And I think she had told me at the time that they weren't able to be accessed by the public any further. Why? That's, That's the question I'm asking why? Why weren't we being um, able to be accessed? So Justin said, Finnish folk songs dating back to the beginning of the Iron Age tell us about salamanders flying across the night sky, sometimes landing at the coast. Interesting. Now, Justin, where I live. It's a city called Thunder Bay. It's in Northwestern Ontario. So it's about 35, 40 minutes away from the U.S.-Minnesota border. And it's about six and a half, seven hours north of Minneapolis, Minnesota. The reason I mention that is obviously North America is very multicultural, but in my city, we have a large Finnish community. We have an area of the city that's that's largely known as sort of the Finnish part of the, the community. We had a beautiful restaurant here that was almost world-renowned, war uh, world renowned. and I don't mean beautiful in the way of location or it was always super clean. It wasn't a fancy restaurant or anything, but the food was incredible, and it just burnt down, I believe, a year or two ago, and it was always packed, always, always, always. Great prices, really good food. Um, I The reason I, I'm telling you all this, I, have ever talked to anybody that has mentioned something like that do I disbelieve it absolutely not all I keep asking is I want to know more about the salamanders flying across the night sky but my point is now I might just have to take a visit down to it's called the Bay Street area around here and have a talk with a couple of old, older Finlanders and see what have they got to say or there's some Finnish gift stores and stuff and see maybe they've got some books on stuff like this now they want to know more <laughs> so you guys are almost out of time here next week i am going to be a guest as far as i know unless this changes and it could uh on my friend lois t martin's show called i've got your number it's on monday night almost the same time as my show so i'm either going i'm working on that to see if i can pre-record an interview to play for you for all of you because I will be on my friend's show. She asked me three months ago. You can also call into her show. She's on Blog Talk Radio because I usually do readings on her show. People just call in with questions and um, I do a quick quick reading for them. So that's where I should be next week unless things change. But um, like I said, there will be a show either I'm like I said I'm going to repeat it I will try to read I'm working on it right now to pre-record an interview you guys have not seen for guests for where this time slot is not such a great time for them especially across the pond when we've seen what the time difference is um or it'll be a really great replay I know that I've got quite a few shows like that so I will put something on there will definitely be a show here then the week after I'm having a husband and wife team that are a good friend of mine that I've been trying to do this for a very long time, not been able to, Debbie A. Anderson and Chris Lee. Debbie A. Anderson, a very close, good friend of mine, a very talented clairvoyant medium. Uh, She's... does I know she can remote view. She can do all kinds of stuff. She's incredible. And Chris, her husband, does past life regressions and things like that. So they're gonna be on the last Monday of November. So um yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, I do oh wait, want to make sure I didn't miss anything from you, Justin. I didn't. So if you ever want to get a hold of me, maybe you got a show idea, a guest idea. Um, maybe you want to book a reading or I do mentoring. I also do crystal reiki and energy healing sessions. You can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash the angel rock. I also have two groups on Facebook Paranormal University for all things paranormal and the angel rocker tribe for many the esoteric spirituality, power, of the po- uh, positivity, and the mind type things and the angel rocker tribe. So I'd love to have you both. Uh, or join both of those uh, groups. Please um, share this with your friends, share a network with your friends and family. There's something for everybody on this network. It helps us grow and we get to bring more great shows and great hosts to you. Please stay tuned. We have the Horsefly Chronicles coming up next with the amazing Julia and Philip Syracusa. And uh, yeah, they'll be on very shortly. I just want to read your comment, Justin. You said impact craters with remains of iron meteors or possible comet uh, core material have been found in Finland's east coast, indicating that the folk songs were based on real events. Ooh, we're going to talk more about that for sure. I'm so glad everybody that was able to tune in live. I send you all so much love and light, and I will see you next week, same time, same space. So good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. And I want to thank my guest, Augie Nost, as well. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but it happens with a live show. All right, take care, everybody. See you next week.